Last night, the Carolina Hurricanes opened up the 2022-23 season with a 4-1 win over the Columbus Blue Jackets. In today's episode, we will break down all of that game as well as hear from Brady Shea, Rod Brindamore, Martin Natchez, and Don Waddell, all in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. You're Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Caniacs. I am your host, Jared Ellis, and you are listening to Locked on Hurricanes, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of this Thursday afternoon. And make sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And in today's episode, like I said, we'll be recapping last night's game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. This was the start of the Hurricanes' 25th anniversary season. So if you're a new fan, welcome. If you're a returning fan, if you've been here for five years, 10 years, 25 years, welcome back, folks. And the Hurricanes, they started off their season this year a little sluggish, but I we kind of expected that. That first period wasn't great. You could definitely tell there was some rust there. And I expected that. I think all of us really expected something like that. You know, it's the season opener. Yes, you know, you have the preseason, but that's preseason, you know. And regardless of the sport, whether it's hockey, football, baseball, basketball, whatever, the preseason stuff, folks don't necessarily put it all out there, especially like the the guys that are going to be there opening night, especially like the guys that you know will be there opening night, they're maybe not necessarily putting it all in in preseason. It's really going to be shaking off off-season rust and you know getting yourself back in game form. And again, I expected some rust here in that first period, and it, it looked a little rusty. And they they were struggling some in that first period, and. While with the first period, you know, it it wasn't all bad. Don't get me wrong. Again, you did have those opening night jitters. There was some not so great passing, not so great puck management, but there were some really good saves by Frederick Anderson. And he's really, you know, in that first period, you can tell he's good now. Yeah, it's He's put the time you know, when he tore his ACL back at the towards the tail end of last season. Like he he's good now, and it's not going to be something that we have to worry about this year. And he was really the main highlight for me in that first period. Uh, and I will say, with uh, prior to the game, actually, something I forgot to mention was Trip Tracy sounded the siren to kick off the season. Massive standing ovation for him and what better guy to do it, you know, dealing what he dealt with in the off season, stepping away, how he had to coming back. And then he's been a part of the organization for so freaking long. 
what better guy? And everyone is loving Brent Burns as well. Uh, he was a big highlight in the rest of the game. While he didn't necessarily show up on the score sheet, he was definitely making his presence known in this game. And that was really, really fun to watch. And actually, after the first period, we actually got to hear from Don Waddell in that first intermission, which is something we don't usually get to hear, especially during an intermission. And we're going to hear what Don Waddell had to say in that first intermission after that kind of lackluster opening night uh, first period. And we'll hear what he had to say right now. You own it. I own it. What are we talking about? 25th anniversary? What are we talking about? Or whatever you want to talk about. Uh, first, uh, we're excited about announcing our 25th anniversary Hall of Fame. Uh, the fans have wanted this for a long time. We wanted it as an organization. And we were planning to do it right before COVID and felt that now is a good time to do it. So uh, we're excited about the announcements that come up in uh, the next uh, month or so about who's going to go into the, be the first player actually voted in. We have three players, as we know, the jerseys are hanging out there, Rod and Ron and uh, West. So... Other than that, we're anxious to get the season going. Didn't play very well that period, but it'll get better. Do you have serious concerns after the first 20 minutes? Uh, no. <laughs> so. um, and seriously, in terms of the roster moves, yeah. the decision to sign Stepin, to send Drury down, to keep all the defensemen, I mean, kind of what was the rationale in, all, in those those sort of the final decisions? Yeah, well, we based a lot of it on how things went in camp, and, you know, Stepan was very good for us in camp, and, you know, we have... Uh, Every one of our centermen are left-hand shot. Stepan's are only right-hand shot center, so that's important for face-off, especially late in the game. Um, and then, you know, the defense right now, we've got to sort that out. We've got eight defensemen that are capable of playing, and, uh, you know, we can only dress six every night. So in time, it usually figures itself out with between injuries or somebody not playing well. And just, um, you know, we, the problem is right now with our schedule is we play uh, – here tonight and then we go on the road for five but we have a lot of days in between we play a game on friday and then we got two days off on the road and play a game two days off it's a lot of time off so by the time we get home though i think we'll be in different uh potentially looking at a little different roster do you have any update on where the naming rights are on the arena naming rights on the arena well, it's still named pnc <laughs> um we're working toward uh an extension with them i feel confident that we'll get something done here in the next little bit so that's why we haven't taken their name off yet do you want to welcome the fans this season? What would you say to those folks? I mean, waiting a while to, to press on a little bit farther. Yeah, uh, you know. still get a hangover from the Rangers loss, you know. What you no, know, I think we're way? past that. You know, what I said uh, today, I was talking to a group, you know, you know, six years ago we had 4,500 season ticket holders and we have almost 14,000 now. Uh, so we put the product on the ice and the fans have responded and that's what I'm excited about that. Uh, you know where we are as a franchise we've never been in better shape from a, a business standpoint and obviously we can always get better but fans are excited we did a season ticket holder signing here on monday night and it was incredible the turnout and the responses from people was all positive so you know it's the, the issue for me of course is you you know people expect you know to go all the way it's hard you know, it's it's i've been fortunate to be in a stanley cup team and it's hard to do so you know, we got to worry about. Uh, we can't worry about the playoffs right now. We got to worry about these next uh, 82 games because we got to get to the playoffs. And once we get there, then hopefully the way we built our roster, we put ourselves in a position to take that next step. What's been the formula for you guys getting to this point? 
I'm sorry? What's been the kind of the formula for you guys getting to this point? Well, you know, a few years ago, we really went young and, and you know, we're fortunate that we won the lottery. Let's face it. We were 11th pick in the draft. And we went to number two to get Sveshikov. Um, and when you have those young players, Sveshikov and, and Ajo and Neches and, uh, you know, guys like that, uh, uh, to build around Jarvis this year, last year, um, now you, you see the, those young players, you put them in a position where they can have success, but surround them with some key veteran players. You know, we had Stahl here, obviously, and uh, Slavin and guys like that, but bringing guys like Patch Reddy and Burns, um, you know, Stastny really, uh, I think, supplements what the young players can do, and hopefully with that kind of mixture, you can uh, make that next step. What's the latest on Max? Like, is he on the same time? Yeah, he's going really good, actually. He saw the doctor the other day, yesterday and uh, had a schedule for for a way the injury is being treated, but it's probably not ahead of schedule to get on the ice because, you know, you, you, you're you're dealing with something. Whether whether he comes back in the third week of January or the second week of February, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, the big thing for us is uh, he gets back for the stretch run and doesn't have any issues before. Like I've said, I think... You know, if, if things go the way we plan, you know, he can be our trade deadline addition because, you know, at the trade deadline, you're always looking to add to your team and, you know, you always have to give up draft picks and other players that you maybe don't want to. You're bringing him in your roster after missing the first, whatever it is, 45 games. So mm-hmm. it would be a great, great addition for us. But that timetable late January hasn't changed. Since no, the I've always said early February. So okay. late January, early February, it's all the same. No, it's a league run event, but there have been some concerns about tickets availability for, for season ticket holders to the outdoor games. Is there anything new on that on that front? I think every season ticket holder got what they wanted to get. We had eighteen thousand six hundred and fifty, that's what they gave us because the sellout here. We sold in three hours. Uh, they gave us another six out six thousand, we sold those and then they gave us another six thousand. So we sold thirty thousand in this market. Um, and to my knowledge, I mean there's always a few people aren't happy about location, things like that, but everybody pretty much got what we needed, and we're going to have some more seats yet because there's some other mm-hmm. um, avenues that the league needs to keep tickets for sponsors and visiting team and those such things. So I think in time there'll be some more tickets that will be available in this market. Uh, have you decided on advertising patch in Jersey? Yeah, I've decided that, uh, we're not selling it right now, that's for sure. You know, I think the story behind the patches is a great thing for the league, obviously, but I think we counted the other day the 119 teams trying to sell patches, and I think there's five or six NHL teams that have had success. You know, everything came on the market at the same time. All the leagues decided they're going to do the same time. So, and, you know, maybe a year ago it would have been a little different, but um, not that I'm a, a, a – I am, but uh, worried about worried about, worried about uh, the economy. Uh, but the way the economy is right now is, you know, some of these big companies are, you know, they're laying off employees, and you know, it makes it hard for them to spend, you know, millions of dollars to put a patch on a jersey. So, uh, you know, the economy a year ago was rolling, and there's a lot of money being spent. And I think this past summer and currently, um, you know, things haven't gone that well. So. I think that plays a factor in it too, because it's just not us. It's a lot of teams, not just in the NHL, a lot of sports. Thank you, sir. Great. That's Thank you. Right. Thank you. Who owns this? What's that chip? Yeah. Thanks. I turned it off before I started. That's good. <laughs>Yeah, so in getting to hear from Dom Waddell, we we got to hear uh, quite a bit from him. There's a lot to digest, and we won't talk about all of it. 
you know, like the Jersey sponsors, the stadium series. So we're not really going to touch on that because that's a, I, I don't, we've talked about the stadium series stuff enough and people are frustrated about it. Uh, you know, we're not, we're not going to touch on that and the Jersey sponsor stuff, you know, if it happens, it happens for the hurricanes. If it don't, it don't, you know, that's how I look at that. But you know, there was, you know, uh, several things, you know, in talking about, you know, with them, obviously, you know, first period, you know, didn't go great. You know, it was what it was. Uh, and you know, the hurricanes got themselves going, uh, afterwards and in the second and the third, that's the big thing there. But, you know, some, some takeaways from what he had to say, you know, the hall of fame, uh, the, obviously the three guys with their numbers retired, they're automatically going in Rod Brindamore, Glenn Wesley, Ron Francis, they're in. And next month we'll hear about the first player that gets voted in. That's going to be very interesting to see who it ends up being. Obviously, there's probably a few names you know, that our people are thinking about. Obviously, Eric Saul, he's still playing. I don't see him being in there yet. Uh, I think that would be when he retires. I think it'll probably come down to maybe Cam Ward, uh, Justin Williams. I, I think the I think those two guys are going to be pretty up there. I think uh, Arturis Urbe, he, he'll be up there. Uh, yeah, you got a lot of everyone doing like the uh, ultimate uh, 25th anniversary teams. And if you look at the Coley's, it's a whole, I think with the exception of one uh, where it was Kevin Weeks, but it's all been Cam Ward and Arturis Urbe. I think Ward, Williams, Urbe, I think those will be kind of the names, you know, floating around as far as the first person to get voted in. But, you know, we'll just have to wait and see you know with that with that stuff you know it there's going to be folks that are happy about it there's going to be folks that aren't happy about about that but you know we'll obviously talk about that whenever the time comes uh naming rights for pnc arena like you said the pnc hasn't came off the front of the building yet so yeah but yeah i feel like the deal is going to be coming with that the fact that they were able to get that short-term thing done uh I think that that's, I think there's just working stuff out. I, I agree with him. I think it'll get done. I think if it doesn't, it'll likely be, be Lenovo if it isn't PNC. But ultimately, that's just something time will tell with that. You know, we're not privy to those emails, those phone calls, those Zoom meetings, whatever. We're not in that stuff. We don't know how close it is to happening. Uh, the season ticket member growth, I know a lot of folks, you know, saw that on social media. And I think that's great. Uh, again, just the growth of the organization as a whole compared to where it was years ago. It, it's crazy, you know, just how far this organization has come in such a short amount of time and what competent management can do. You know, uh, this fan base suffered quite a while. You know, and it, it's nice that you know there we're seeing we're seeing it. You know, we're seeing you know, all of these folks show up and having all these season ticket members. You know, the stadium series just how quickly it sold out. They sold thirty thousand tickets, and it, it's crazy and it's great. It, it is absolutely great, and 
you know, the Roth, the two big things, you know, that I really take away from this conversation with Don Waddell was the roster likely being different by the next home game. They're obviously going on the road because of the state fair. And yeah, I, I'm really not surprised that the roster will likely be different than what it is or what it was last night. I, I'm not surprised at that because they do have a lot of guys. You got Stefan Nazan, you got Ethan Baird, Dylan Coughlin, those guys that didn't dress. And if you remember, you also had Pierre Kochekov and Jamison Rees also get recalled from Chicago prior to opening night. They weren't on the opening night roster, but they were recalled from Chicago. So you do figure you got those guys in there as well. And it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening. Uh, I said that I felt that Jordan Martinuk would likely get sent to Chicago sooner rather than later. Because if you remember, he has technically already been assigned to Chicago. Uh, and I felt that he was likely just on the opening night roster because his opening night roster, everyone loves Jordan Martinuk. He is an alternate captain, even though he wasn't wearing the letter last night. You know, he is one. And I feel that, you know, that was kind of a, I don't want to say a favor, but just kind of showing just that is business when it comes to him. And it's nothing personal about him getting sent to Chicago placed on waivers, all that. And I think that he's likely going to be one that we see getting sent down. I think everyone enjoyed watching him, but I think Jalen Chatfield could end up being one. We'll see what happens with Ethan Bear and Dylan Coughlin as well. Stefan Nazan, you ne you never know. Again, they I've said it before. They are very loyal to Jordan Martinick, sometimes to a fault. Even with the way things have gone as of late, maybe that isn't the case, but ultimately we'll just have to wait and see. And then Max Pacioretty doing really good as well. Timetable still the same. And then uh, the other thing that I really enjoyed was the the formula, how they're talking about the form. Don Waddell's talking about the formula of what they got going on and how you, know, you got these young guys. They went young several years ago. And now those guys have gained experience and now they're surrounded by older guys, you know, key veteran guys, Derek Stepan, that he was, that was one of the reasons I was saying that they should bring him back. I think he added a lot in terms of his leadership, his veteran presence as well. He can, he's shown that he can still go on the ice, but again, there was a lot to take away from Dom Waddell's conversation there. And there's, likely going to be more uh throughout the season of what we get to hear from him again that was pretty rare getting to hear from him during an intermission so i did really want to touch on every single point that he made i know that took a while and i know we still got a lot of game to get through and we will do that right after this quick break folks now carolina hurricane season is underway and bet online is where you can go to place your bets for the next game against San Jose. And of course, betonline.net is your number one source for all of your football betting info this season. I know a lot of you guys are Carolina Panthers fans. So if you want to place a bet on the Panthers or take it on the Rams in their next game, I believe betonline.net is the place to do it. So find all of the latest player developments, team matchup news, 
podcasts and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, golf, wrestling, whatever. BetOnline.net has you covered. So head on over to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, folks, we heard a lot from Tom Waddell. I know there's a lot to take in, but we still had the second and third periods going on and that is when things really kind of kicked in for the hurricanes and it was a really slow start to the second period it did not start great columbus ended up scoring just 11 seconds into the second period and it was patrick line getting that goal beating freddie anderson i don't think freddie had kind of settled in for the period yet i know that was kind of something we talked about a lot with Alex Delkovich back in the day of one of his flaws was how it kind of took him a little bit to settle in. And obviously 11 seconds is a, is ridiculous. Uh, but, you know, getting to goalie early, I think that's going to be key to beat the hurricanes and for the hurricanes to beat other teams. If you can do something like that, you're doing something right. And that was about the only thing Columbus did right. But, you know, this, period is when the hurricanes really kind of settled in started to gel the that offseason rust those opening night jitters all that stuff kind of looked to be gone at that point you had brent burns just beating folks up and really adding some grit and some toughness to the team i think that's going to be really good for the team this year kind of a no-nonsense guy and that's how he was last night. He had a guy down on the ice and he was just begging to give uh, Boone Jenner a knuckle sandwich that night it, when they were jawing at each other. It was so fun. It was so fun to watch, but no one was wanting anything of it. Same with Jordan Stahl as well. He he wasn't afraid to get physical last night. And I think that Burns' toughness uh, and greediness, I really think that's going to wear rub off on some guys this year and it's going to be really really fun to watch you also had Jalen Chatfield doing the exact same thing Freddie Anderson more of Freddie Anderson making some great saves. he actually ended up going uh 31 for 32 uh last night with a 0.969 save percentage had a great night looked like Freddie Anderson, this is what we saw last year, and it's just continuing on this year. It wasn't like last year's season opener where he was a bit... You could tell he was on a new team and getting used to things, and that wasn't the case this year. Again, you know, aside from that little hiccup at the beginning of the second, that was it. And then Seth Jarvis ended up scoring the first goal of the season for the Carolina Hurricanes, so obviously the place went nuts for him. He got one of the biggest... Uh, ovations during the player introductions as well and there was a columbus power play goal that ended up getting called back and because it was offsides and it was very offsides and i think that 
Freddie may have thought it was offsides because his reaction time on the replay of that did look a little delayed and more delayed than like just, you know, when you don't make a save, you know, it looked like, all right, that's, that was clearly offsides. Are we going to call it? And it wasn't getting called. And then Carolina rightfully challenged it again. Everyone could tell from the moment it happened, it was offsides and needed to come back. And thankfully it was challenged and it was overturned. And I know sometimes, you know, challenges don't necessarily go the hurricane's way and the hurricanes don't often challenge, but that was definitely a situation where they really needed a challenge. And, it was very offsides and you know the the one thing that ended up bugging me with this game is something that has bugged me since the day i started this show and is the the hurricanes power play i will give it a little bit of a pass because it was opening night and you got a lot of new guys but you had brent burns and seth jarvis those are really kind of the only two guys that really stood out to me on the power play last night. And I do feel that this is something that is, as time goes on, it's going to get better. But the Hurricanes yet again going 0 for 2 on the power play. But ultimately, like I said, it was opening night. Start of a new season, a lot of new guys. I'll give it a pass. I'll give it a pass for like the first couple weeks because of all the newness and, and whatnot. But power play has got to get it together. You got some really dangerous guys on your power play, and I really want to see them to be able to take advantage of that. Brady Shea ended up putting the Hurricanes up to one also in this second period. That ended up being what would be the game-winning goal as well. And Brady Shea, just another guy, massive ovation uh, during player introductions and a guy that really flies under the radar some, honestly. I think people forget just how good he, he can be and how good he is for this team. And that move those years ago at the trade deadline to acquire him, I think, is really paid dividends and you know he's continuing to be a great player for the hurricanes there on that second pairing alongside brett pesci but we also had the third period and this was one where it ended up just being more of the same of the second period of the hurricanes really just kind of handling the game you had uh martin natchez score a goal as well you had uh Andrei Sveshkov get a really sharp angle goal, which was really, really beautiful. And again, third period, it was just more the same. And I'm sure you guys can hear the construction stuff going on around me. And But it, the third period, again, it was just more the same. And the Hurricanes just continued to handle the Columbus Blue Jackets. And Marty Natchez, he ended up having, having a really, really good night. He had a three-point night goal to assist on the Shea goal and the Sveshnikov goal. And he rightfully did earn the first star. And we will hear from that first star recipient, Martin Natchez, right after this quick break. All right, folks, it is time to hear from your first star of opening night, Marty Natchez. 
What does it mean to you to get started with a three-point game like that in game one? Uh, I mean, it's always good, you know. Uh, last, last season I had a little tough start. This season, you know, I tried to build myself in the, in the summer, kind of to be you know, a different player this year. And uh, obviously it's good to have this kind of start, and uh, especially the one for the boys. When you say a different player, what kind of specifics are you kind of looking for? Just, uh, you know, be more helpful for, for the team. You know, I uh, kind of know, Roddy knows it, that, you know, I can do I can do much better on the on the ice than I, I did last season. And uh, just, you know, uh, mentally, physically, just, uh, you know, get better in the, in the summer, which which I think happened. And, uh, you know, we have, a, we have a good line uh, right now. Great team. So many, so many good guys here. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, with the camp. It's, it's been good so far, and uh, good tonight. You seem like you broke their spirit in the third period. What did you guys do to, to, to accomplish that? Uh, I mean, just uh, we kind of continued after scoring the goal on the, uh, at the end of the of the second, and then uh, you know we had kind of the flow, and we were you know playing our game, which was good, and. Uh, Glad it happened. Nice to get rewarded on the four check. You come in, force that turnover, and you get get find the puck on your stick on the at the end of it there in the schools. Yeah, it was actually my, my buddy. He was we're actually I think he was uh, just kind of waiting till I'm gonna hold him and uh, get the penalty. But uh, fortunately, I had the good bounce there. Uh, guys made a nice play, and uh, I had basically talk about the energy in the building. Yeah. So with Marty Natchez, yeah, he had. A really good game last night, and it was something that we needed from him because, as he mentioned, you know, last year wasn't a good year for him. That's something we talked about last season. We talked about in the, during the offseason. We talked about when he got his extension and all of that stuff. We all know that, and I do hope that this game right here isn't a a white whale, so to speak, and, and something that you just don't that we're not going to see this year. I hope it isn't a one-off. Uh, and I really hope that he is able to get back to where we know he can be. We've seen it. We know how good this kid can be. I do hope last season was just a dip. And he's going to get back on track this year. He is obviously off to the right start. He looked great last night alongside Yes, Spirit Kotniemi and Andre Sveshkov. That is going to be an extremely dangerous line this year. Mark my words. That is going to be possibly what the Niederreiter Stahl Faust line was last year. The Hurricanes' best line. I think this line right here, the line that my girlfriend so affectionately dubbed last night during the game, the boyfriend line. <laughs> I do think that this line can be the Hurricanes' best line this year. I really, really do. Yes, Spirit Cotton. I mean, he was, he was one that I said you needed to look out for last night, and he was a guy that he looked really good as well. While I don't believe he showed up on the score sheet, he was out there, and he was playing his butt off. And, again, just like Brent Burns, you know, yeah, you don't necessarily need to show up on the score sheet to have an impact. And I think Yesperi Cotton, I mean, he was great last night. And I think he is really going to thrive in this second line center role. I know, again, you had some first opening night jitters, and everyone did. 
All right. It won't, it won't just him. You know, again, Freddie Anderson, I go 11 seconds into the second period. You know, everyone has those opening night jitters and mistakes and rust and all that stuff. But another guy that was really good last night that I mentioned was Brady Shea. He flies under the radar of just how good he can be for the Hurricanes. And he was another guy that we did get here from last night. He rightfully earned the third star of the game. He obviously had that one goal. He ended up being a plus three on the game as well. He had four total shots. He Again, the game-winning goal. And he was on ice for quite some time, just over 20 minutes at 20 minutes and 40 seconds. He is a guy. He can really be a workhorse for this team. And he is a workhorse for this team. It isn't Again, he flies under the radar. And let's hear from this guy that flies under the radar for the Hurricanes right now. So make it took a couple minutes maybe there to, to kind of sharpen the stone a little bit and, and get going, but felt a little more normal after after 35 minutes or so? Yeah, I think the second two periods, we definitely felt better about our game. First period was a little slow, a little sluggish, but um, yeah, we bounced back. I feel like that's what this team does. and Got to, got to our game in the second, third period and uh, got a bunch of shots on that. And, the fours did a good job getting that field's rebound. So, uh, overall, I mean, things we can learn, but really good start for us, I think. Is that a defenseman's dream? Have a guy like Marty come in with speed and curl up and, and find you, and you're yeah. all alone? <laughs> yeah, that's, it's always nice. Um, he put it right on tee for me, and uh, just trying to hit the net, and, and luckily win. When you guys play like that, do you feel like you guys could be, I mean, do you, you guys feel invincible, kind of, when you got to play the team? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think when we play our style, which is fast and you know tenacious, forechecking, we're, we're tough to play against. I mean, um, yes, I mean, I think we can beat any team in this league when we play like that. Um, I, I really do believe that, too. How much confidence is it for uh, you know, the defense when Freddie's back there making some stellar saves? Uh, yeah, he was for sure our best player tonight. Um, I mean, that one save before my goal, I mean, I, it was wide open and he, he made a huge save there so that, that was the turning point of the game probably and um, there's no doubt that he was he was our best player tonight. You guys hit the road now for a long time uh, good time for that I mean obviously the fairs here and everything but just yeah. just the thoughts on, on do a little bonding on the road. Yeah he'll be he'll be good he'll be good to go on the road it's been a while um, get some team bonding going uh, you know on the road is a little tougher so that'll be good for our, uh, for a challenge for us and but we'll definitely um you know, take care of business and come back. We're excited to come back here for sure in a couple of weeks. Good to see Nature get a start like this after a tough year last year. Yeah, great start. Well, I mean, yeah, he had a great start. I think he looked good in all of preseason. I think his other game against these guys, he had a big night. So um, he looked really good tonight. Obviously made some made some good, great plays and had some points to reward him. So he was, he was really good. Yeah, so with Brady Shea echoing a lot of what has been said already, today in this episode of not getting off to a great start freddie anderson doing freddie anderson things marty natchez having a really good start to his season but one thing that he did mention that i think you know he's very correct in is that this is going to be the big test uh they're going to be on the road for two weeks while the state fair is in town and you know that's going to be where we see what this team can really be again it is that was game one of 82. So we can't make like too many big assumptions or anything like that. But this is going to be like the first real test. Um, 
starting on Friday tomorrow uh, when they play San Jose because you know a lot of a lot of new guys on the road. You figure Brent Burns his return to San Jose after he spent so many years there of emotions and you know he Brady did mention you know team bonding and stuff like that. But again, this is going to be the real test uh, starting out the season is how can this team perform on an extended road trip with so many new guys and obviously you know you factor in like the offseason rust and stuff like that but it's gonna be this is gonna be the big test uh coming up on the road and i do think they can definitely rise to the occasion uh do i think it'll be a perfect road trip no no i don't i think you know because it is such a a long road trip to start your season again it's a five game road trip at the very beginning of the season you know you got san jose you got seattle edmonton calgary and vancouver while you do have some easy opponents in there uh and easy with air quotes because this is the nhl anything can happen on any given night you know a team like san jose seattle uh Maybe Vancouver, I think those should be wins for the Hurricanes. But Edmonton and Calgary, those are going to be some really tough games, especially on a team that is just starting out their season on a five-game road trip with all the new guys that they got. And if you remember earlier, Don Waddell did mention that this team that we saw on opening night may not be the same team that we see whenever they come back on the 28th to take on the Islanders. So you look at all that. This is going to be, this is going to be an interesting road trip. I do think this is going to be a road trip that has some major implications for the team going forward this season. I think this is going to be where we see names getting assigned to Chicago, maybe a trade. Uh, Do I think we'll see a trade this early in the season? No, I don't. But is it unheard of? No, it's not. And I do think this is where we're going to see some roster moves. Um, uh, you know, you got the guys flying out to San Jose, I think, this afternoon, if they haven't already. But I don't think all these guys are going to be coming back. I know that sounds like they're going to die or something. But, you know, Brady's right. This is going to be a very big test. And... You got the two games right there. It's going to be really tough. Really, really tough against Edmonton and Calgary. But ultimately, we'll talk about those whenever we get to them. Now we got to talk about or listen to what the greatest hurricane in franchise history had to say after the Hurricanes open night win. And that is, of course, Hurricanes head coach Rod Brendamore. Yeah, it was. It wasn't a great start for sure. I thought Columbus had a better of the play in early. Um, kind of expected that to be quite honest, and we hadn't played in a long time. Some guys hadn't played in a real long time, so we definitely were a little behind the eight ball on the pace of the game. 
Uh, but, uh, you know, Freddie played really, really well tonight. That was, uh, you know, and it made some real big saves at key times. And, you know, and then the game, I thought a third period started looking a little more like how we want to do it. And I thought we kind of, you know, were able to at least, I don't want to say take over the game, but certainly, you know, put it home. Good, Good for Marty Natchez to get rewarded early in the season, especially scoring a goal off of a forced turnover and, and all that. Yeah, uh, you know, listen, we want everyone to get going, but uh, I think, you know, him especially, he's one of the guys that you kind of want to, we, we know there's so much more there, and so, uh, you know, for him to just feel good about his game, I think is going to be, be huge. They just said that he was playing more, he wanted to play as a kind of a different player towards, towards the summer, and that he wanted to play more for his teammates and kind of be more physical on the ball. Well, we've had lots of talks over the years. I just think it's the maturity of a player. You know, I mean, he's still just a kid, really. Um, so, you know, we got a lot of these guys that are, are coming in their own, and you know, he's definitely one of them. We need him to keep getting better. And uh, like I said, I mean, that's that's what he's thinking. That's that's what he needs to, you know, that's what he needs to do, and that's how he needs to play. Not that you didn't have confidence it would happen, but to see your guys go through that sort of scatter shot first, get to your game, and really just grind the edge off the Blue Jackets. In the in the first game, you must take some pleasure kind of seeing you guys get to that game in, in the first yep. one and, and do what you, what you do well. Right. I mean, I got, I, it's the end of the day, you, you want to get the win. That's the first thing. And then you want to make see us, are we starting to play the way we, we want to? I mean, it, that's that was encouraging toward the end. Um, Good news, you know, for me is we got the win, but we got a ton to work on. Like you could just see a lot of the new guys too, just you know where they need to be, not quite there, um, and that's you know that'll that'll catch up here. Coach, can you talk about your emotions a little bit I, when they popped you up on the board there? I could see you kind of going through a little bit, sort of shaking your head a little bit. Well, it's I mean, uh, well, it, it was actually I don't know, I mean, I, I I wasn't expecting that, and. Uh, you know, it means a lot to me. I mean, what can I say? It's, it's the game. It's the both the players and, you know, coach just back there just doing his little thing. And But when you get that kind of motivation, it's, uh, it was special. And thank you for bringing that up because it's, uh, it's just bringing back a little emotion there because, you know, it's, uh, we've got a great thing here, and I appreciate the people coming to sport. For you personally as a coach, does it just mean a little bit more this year, given your experience? Well, I think what makes it special is we're talking about talking about it, and I, I, I got to see, I think Sean Hill was on the pregame show, and, you know, we're, every once in a while I get a glance at something where there's a history of, you know, a flashback of I saw the overtime goal in Toronto. They, they, just all these things that I was a part of and pretty special moments throughout the franchise, so I'm assuming that's what we're going to get a lot of this year, and that makes it pretty cool. They were good. They were really good. Yep. And uh, you know, just that line has to play that way. It has to be able to just grind it out. And when we're not maybe on our game with our top guys necessarily in that regard, they got to do it. And they they did tonight. And um, even on Netchi's goal, the stepper that you know the second effort got to stick in there and just the little things, right? That's what those guys do. And but for our team to be effective, they're going to have to do that. Other lineup decision you really had to make was on the third pair on defense. It seems like those guys stepped up as well. Yeah, yeah. It, it, we talked about that this morning. You know, we got a lot of tough decisions there, and um, good to see how that chat. He was really good, noticeable. 
you know, he's got, he's got, a, he's got another gear there of speed. And again, I think he'll get more comfortable as he gets more games with us. And, you know, Calvin is what Calvin is, you know, steady. And I think too, he'll, he'll, you know, hopefully continue to get better as we go. There's one moment where Brent starts to really defend Frederick after a, a close call around the net. And then immediately after that, it seemed like there was some life in the team. Is that kind of what you were expecting from him bringing to this team? Well, I don't really want him doing that, um, but yeah, he's gonna, you know, he, he's gonna do everything for us. You know, he, he's gonna score a lot of big goals and make a lot of great plays, defend, and I know he's gonna, you know, stand up for his teammates when he feels like he needs to. Um, so, and I think I think the crowd's already, you know, loving him, and um, and they should. The way he plays, that's that's definitely a guy that uh, you should support. All right, thanks, Rob. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so just, you know, some quick takeaways from what Rod said. Obviously, you know, first period wasn't great and a lot of stuff to work on there. He uh, he mentioned the new guys and that is stuff you we knew was going to be the case after after opening night. We knew that it wasn't going to be perfect. We knew that it was going to start off a little sluggish and that is stuff we all knew. Uh, we've been talking about that all episode long and you know, I think that, you know, in talking about, you know, Brent Burns and he, there's a lot of expectations on Brent Burns this year. And obviously, you know, got to get used to the Hurricanes and their way uh, of stuff. But, you know, I, Rod's right. Yeah, he's going to be a guy that stands up for his teammates, you know, even when Rod doesn't necessarily want him to. Um, he's going to score some big goals. I mean, you guys that were here, at the game last night, uh, you heard the ovation he got. Uh, you heard all the cheers he was getting. Uh, and you saw all the shirts and the jerseys. You know, everyone already loves him. And we got, I think, yeah, like three years of him, you know, including this year, uh, next year, and then the year after. Uh, but, you know, talking about Jalen Chatfield, that's one that I don't necessarily know if I... Yeah, Rod seems kind of pretty confident, you know, in him. Obviously, you know, he's gonna say stuff like that, you know, to the media. You know, he's not gonna go out and say, "Yeah, we're probably sending this guy back" or anything like that. You know, everyone knows just how good Jalen Chatfield is, and that he does have that other gear, and you know that he does play really freaking well. We saw it last year. We saw it last night. But I'm still just not sold on him being on the Hurricanes roster. It's not that I don't want him there. Do not get me wrong. That I want him on this roster. He has shown that he he deserves to be here. 100%. He just shows that he deserves to be here. But that third pairing is crowded. You got you know, Calvin DeHaan there. You know, he played with last night. You also got Ethan Bear and Dylan Coughlin. You know, you got those guys there as well. And... Uh, if Jalen Chatfield keeps playing like he did last night, I think he's going to be okay. I think it'll be another guy that ends up having to maybe go to Chicago, maybe finds himself a new home or, or something like that. But, you know, Chatfield's, you know, the AHL guy, you know, and yeah, you know, he's the guy on the two way 
and he'd be the one to send back easily. You know, not have to place on waivers, clear waivers, and all that. You know, or potentially finding a trade partner. So I, I'm still just, I want him here. I do. I really want Jalen Chatfield on the roster. He has shown that he deserves to be here. We all know it. I know it. You know it. Watching on YouTube, you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Audacity, whatever. We all know Jalen Chatfield should be on this team, but I'm just, I just don't know what's going to happen. Again, Don Waddell said that this is likely not going to be the team we see whenever they come back here in a couple weeks. We'll have to wait and see what happens. I really hope Jalen Chatfield is a guy that is still on the scene, but ultimately we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But do want to quickly touch on Rod Brindamore's ovation uh, that he got during the coaching introductions, the standing ovation he got, how deafening it was. You know, he's obviously going to be humble about it. You know, he says, you know, he's just a coach back there doing his thing. Uh, but he's the greatest hurricane in franchise history. And, you know, you mentioned your 25th season, all the highlights and whatnot, getting to see Sean Hill and all that. You know, he's been here through most of it. You know, aside from those first uh, couple seasons in Greensboro, he's been here through all of it. And he deserves that kind of ovation. You know, he deserved it as a player, and he has shown he deserves it as a coach. He's the best player in franchise history, and he is making a case for himself to be the best coach in franchise history as well. But we'll talk more about Rod Brendamore, Brady Shea, Marty Natchez, Don Waddell, and the entire Hurricanes team as the season rolls along. In tomorrow's episode, we'll be previewing the game against San Jose, the first game of that five-game road trip. We'll talk about all that in tomorrow's episode, so make sure you are following the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96 and subscribe to the show on YouTube. Turn on the notification bell, and I will talk to you guys in the next episode.